and we are very much, very much doing four all hours. After hours. She's a late one. She's a late one today, boys. Um, it is currently uh, 20 past two at Monday morning, Sunday night. Depends how you want to feel about it. Um, yeah, big, big week at, big week at the job. Um, but yeah, <laughs> welcome to the Monday cast, which is just absolute fucking drivel for no reason whatsoever. But here we are. Um, I'm absolutely ramming the content. I'm absolutely fucking flying through it. Um, that being said, I'm going to have this in the background for a second. Hold on. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, all right. Um, how low can I have it? Yeah, that'll do for now. I'll turn it off for a second. But um, yeah, three podcasts in like f- fucking six days. I'm on a roll. Plus the uh, last call podcast. Shoosh. Absolutely flying through it. I'm, I'm dead set. I'm trying to make something of something because like um otherwise i'm just got not much else to do so um yeah this is the start of the week podcast where i just talk about absolute fuck all um and everything that's just happened in the past i guess like five days i think i recorded a podcast on like wednesday night talking about whatever the fuck was going on so um yeah um all right mm. oh bring the beat back in Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fire. Um, this will this will absolutely be all over the shop. I do apologise because um, it is late, but um, I was just in the mood to get up and about. I got a uh, got a nice glass of wine, um, and yeah. Uh, again, once again, sponsored by Campo Viejo Rio, a, a 2018 Tempranillo, um, and it is so nice. Mm. But yeah, um, album review uh, that came out Friday had an absolute blast. One of my favorite podcasts that I put out. Um, it's probably that one, the one where I talked about getting my uh, nightclub job for the first time, and the one I did with Tiggy was absolutely fire. Um, so yeah, had an absolute blast doing that. Um, I'm definitely going to do way more of that shit. Um, but yeah, that came out Friday. And then Wednesday was just me talking shit. And here we are talking shit again. Oh, well, this will be Monday afternoon, night, Tuesday, whenever the fuck you get around to listening to this. Uh, but this is being recorded very early Monday morning. Um, but yeah, big, big weekend at work. Friday night, man. Mango's, Mango uh, is, is, quite, is quite the night. It never disappoints. Where uh, I will complain about treat later. Treat is uh, shit. However, Mango has there's never a dull day at Mango. Um, I am of the opinion that the music's better, just because like if I rock up early, uh, uh, the boy DJ Paul, DJ Paul. Imagine being a DJ and he looks like a Paul too. He looks like he's about thirty five with a couple of kids and you know likes to spin the decks every now and again. Music's the same pretty much every week. Old school bangers from like when I get there at like nine till ten, ten thirty, and then you know the new shit comes on. Like any time I get there early, like Neo's playing. I'm like, fuck yeah, I love Neo. And then on the way home, I'll just like be absolutely blasting Neo. Um, but Friday, man, Friday was so fucking wild. Not even wild, isn't just like you know busy night or anything. Just some shit happened. Not even some shit like that. I'm just like, every Friday, there's just something that happens where I'm just like, wow, this is the job that I have. So to, to start off, I'm going to paint the duality of Mango, if you will. Um, so to start the night, I was in main bar, vibing, having fun. As I always do, Neo, Usher, Chris Brown comes on. I'm vibing. And then I go next door to uh, what we call champagne. It's basically the R&B room. Me and Emily are vibing. 
Emily, one of the fucking sickest, um, sickest gals that I work with, top, top bartender, just a, just a great person. So we're vibing, we're hanging out. Um, two girls come up and they want two wet pussy shots each. Um, wet pussy, if you don't know, uh, vodka, peach snaps, and cranberry juice. Just you know. A little bartender tip for y'all out there. Anyway, two of those each. First girl downs them two. No, so I give them two shots each, and then I give them water on the side because I'm like, look, RSA, and also just have some water. Water's good for you guys. Hey, hot tip, hot take. Water, good. Who'd have fucking thought? Um. So yeah, first first girl. Two shots, downs it, no problem. Second girl, one shot, looking a bit eh. So I'm like, oh, drink that water before you take the second shot. She's like, nah, I'm fine. Takes the second shot. Halfway through, she's like, ooh. Spits it on me. Spits the entire shot on me. I'm like, bruh. This night can only go up from here. I, I'm literally covered in peach snaps and just wet. I'm sticky and gross and not in a good way. <laughs> and it's just like, I was just standing there with a chuck, just like wipe myself down for just way too long. I was just trying to prove a point. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm just wiping myself down. I'm like, you did this. You spat on me. And it's not it's like, it's not that big a deal. I've absolutely had worse happen to me, but I was just like, how dare you? How dare you? Um, but yeah, I was just like, look. She's like, can you pull me another shot? I'm like, no, you just spat a shot on me. You you can have some water, do a lap and come back. Um, and she didn't come back. I assume she went to some other bartender, but no, nah, it's just interesting. I've never I've never had a sp- a shot spat back at me. Like, obviously it wasn't on purpose. Like she would just you know, when you have a drink and you have a, like just a guttural instinct reflex and it just comes back up, like you cannot do anything about it. I've personally had that a lot <laughs> um, in my uh, drinking days. But yeah, it just it just came up and it just spat on me. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, the duality of mango, as I said, um, R&B going off. Um, there were these two girls who were hanging around and I clocked them when I was, they were like one of the first ones who came in and I clocked them coming in and like, you know, I'm always dancing behind the bar, especially at the start of the night when I actually have like energy and I'm like up and about, um, everyone's like had a shot. So we're all just like vibing and having a good time, especially like the music's good. So I'm like vibing to like the music. I'm like, Oh, what y'all know about? Uh, I don't know, Ashanti. Yo, hips, yo, thighs. Love the way you kiss me, baby. Like, I'm walking around to these 18-year-olds, like, what do y'all know about this? I'm the old head. I'm like, what do y'all know about Ashanti? Um, But, yeah, I, I clock these two girls, and we're just, like, vibing. Like, I'm behind the bar. They're just like, ah, ha, ha, the bartender's being funny behind the bar, and I'm just like, eh. Just chilling, just vibing. Um, and then I was, when I was in the other room, they were like hanging around ordering drinks and we were just like chilling, vibing. And then one of the girls comes up, which is like, you're the sickest fucking bartender. I'm like, thank you. I, I actually, not to, you know, honk my own horn or anything, but that happens a lot because I assume people just look at bartenders and they're just fucking miserable. So like when they see me having a good time, they're like, oh, you're such a you look like you're having so much fun. You're you're the best bartender. I'm like, bro, I'm just pouring you vodka raspberries. It ain't that deep, bro. Um, but this girl comes up and she's like, oh, you, you look like you're having so much fun. She comes up and the first thing she asks is, are you straight or bi? I was like, whoa. Brody Wilson moment. Are you gay or bi? Um, and I was like, no, I'm I'm straight. She was like, why? She was like, okay, good. And then she put, she was like, I've got a tip for you. And she put $50 between her teeth. She's like, come get it. I was like, hold on. 
Oh my god. So I got that shit. She was like, come get it. I'm like, all right. Yes, ma'am. You can tell me what to do. That was that was one of the most surreal moments of my life. Um, and I had this conversation with uh, Lexi, uh, another one of the bartenders that I work with. She's like, fre- oh, she's not fresh 18. She's turning 19 soon. But like, she's a kid. Um, and we were talking about how bartending makes you feel like the most attractive person on the planet. I don't think that happens to me if I'm just like dancing out in the club or just like having a good time by myself out and about. Like there's something about, I don't know what it is, but there's something about bartending that just like, it's not necessarily the way people see you. It It's the way it makes me feel. I feel, and it sounds so lame and like, I don't know if it's corny or not, but like, I feel hot, <laughs> which it's not something that happens too often. Sometimes I'll, you know, catch myself before I go out and about and do stuff and, I, you know, my hair's parted correctly and, you know, I'm usually wearing black. I'm like, I look good. But like when I bartend and I'm like, I've had a drink and I'm just like vibing to the music and all these good... I, I know, and I know it's probably fueled by alcohol, but I'm just like, girls will come up and be like, yeah, you're hot. And I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you for making me feel good about myself. Um, so that was funny. Um, if I know you're not absolutely not listening to this, but if you're the girl who put $50 between her teeth and made me get it with my teeth... Um, I'm so sorry that I left my engagement ring at home, so I'll bring that to you next time I see you. <laughs> uh, that's 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 jokes. That's jokes, fam. Um. Uh, so that was Friday. That that is the duality of mango, if you will. Uh, you know, in a very long, convoluted story that uh, took three swings and roundabouts. Um, Saturday was treat. Treat was. Uh, fine. I worked a function uh, at twenty first, and they were all annoying. I hate working functions because they're all just annoying, and it's a bit. It's just a lot. Um, but whatever. And then it got busy enough that we opened the function room. Um, to just like the general public. But it wasn't busy enough that I could have, like, someone work with me. So, like, usually in, um, like, the side room at Champagne, uh, we've been over this. (laughs) Champagne is, like, there's two people. It wasn't busy enough to have two people, so I was just by myself doing nothing. Absolutely fucking miserable. Um, So that was shit. Um, But I got hours out of it, so it's fine. And then today, Sunday, well, yesterday, but um, when I just got home for... I worked a bar mitzvah, not even a bar mitzvah. I think it's called a bat mitzvah. It's for a it's for a young girl named Gigi. But I was like, bar mitzvah, right? Coming of uh, like, obviously, I have uh, no idea about um, Judaism. Uh, like, I have somewhat of an idea. I studied it at some point during uh, high school and uni. Um, but like, at the end of the day, I don't have too much of an idea. Why would you have that shit in a nightclub? That is about coming of age for young children. And, like, the whole thing is, like, kids are just like, oh, you're a Jewish man now. But, like, he's still underage. He's still 13. I can't serve him a beer. Can't serve her a fucking beer either. Some some kid, dead set, can't have been more than 13. He's like, hey, bro, can I get a beer? I'm like, you show me your ID, mate. And I will get you whatever you want. He's like, no, I left it at home. I'm like, you didn't leave it at home. You're fucking 12. Here's your water, you prick. You cheeky little fuck. I I do apologize for all the swearing. I'm just, you know, I'm up and about. I'm on the vino, baby. Vino. Mm. But that's work this week. Um, Yeah. Other than that, um, I've got a podcast that'll... Well, I'm planning a podcast with uh, my good friend Lockie, um, who also has his own podcast. 
Um, let's have a chat. Oh, fuck. I'm going to, no, I'm going to have to look it up because I don't want to fuck it up. Um, it is called. Oh my God. I swear I just looked it up. Uh, let's have a chat about it. Um, with him and I don't want to say good friend because I don't think we're good friends. We're just friends. Uh, Taylor, so Lockie and Taylor, let's have a chat about it. Um, on Anchor, and you can probably find it on Spotify in a couple of weeks and all your favorite platforms. Um, go listen to that. But, yeah, um, I'm planning to have a podcast with him during the week to talk about podcasts, and um, he's probably not going to find out through this because I uh, doubt he listens just quietly. Um, but we're, <laughs> I want to talk to him about, because I feel like we're uniquely qualified to talk about something that we have in common, and that is uh, kind of having no idea what we're doing um, as elder statesman of our group. So that'll be interesting. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll probably come out like Thursday or some shit. Dep- depends when we catch up. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to chat shit, have a wine, and, you know, have a good time. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for that um, because um, <laughs> even though I've known him for literally probably the least time out of our friend group, we might sticky. Um, we do have absolute banging conversations, and um, yeah, he's yeah, he's a good man. Lock Locky is a very very good man. Um, so yeah, that'll come out during the week. Um, if not, I'll I've got like fucking podcasting content that I'm absolutely gonna fly through. Um, I'm gonna do like I reckon album reviews like every other week or like every week because. That's actually one thing um, that I've started doing with all this time that I've uh, been given through not going to uni is that I have time to do shit. Um, and, like, I find it hard to do stuff that I actually need to do. Um, like, I've been meaning to, like, put myself out there and do more content stuff and more... Like, I really want to... I was talking to my friend Izzy... Um, after we knocked off today and we're just having some beverages after work. It's like, yeah, I always mean to like, I want to get back into modeling. I don't know if I have that look anymore, (laughs) but you know, I'm tall, lanky and I look like I haven't eaten in a couple of days. So they usually love that look. Um, and I've got hair that they can fuck up. So, um, and you know, this cool new tattoo, (laughs) But, like, that's something I want to get into. But it's just, like, it's it's something that I have to put myself out there for. Um, and I, other than being quite uncomfortable with putting myself out there, it's just, like, something that I have to go out of my way to do. Um, like, this podcast, I literally walked in the door, um, heated up my fucking dinner, poured a wine and came in here. I was like, all right, off we go, podcast. Um, I could do whatever. But that sort of thing where I'm just like, okay, I need to plan uh, what I'm going to say to these people and plan content that I want to do in the future. And even like the uh, like the concept video idea that I had is like, that's shit I have to actually sit down, you know, turn off uh, my TV and just like actually plan and just like nut it out. And half of me is just like, I'm a bit lazy. And half of me is just like, I'm scared to do it. It's like, what if I fuck up? Also, what if it just doesn't turn out right? Um, so, yeah, that's 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 uh, is <laughs> something. But, yeah, um, back to the original point. I've been listening to albums a lot. Um, I find re- uh, definitely recently, I'm going to say in the past, like six months to a year, that I just listen to like the same song over and over again. And then I find another song that I like and just listen to that over and over again. Um, but I'm trying to get back into the habit because like back in the day, like I, I, when we didn't have a streaming service, wow, I've really just showed my age there. <laughs> um, but like, um, yeah, like we had to listen to CDs. Like, you could skip through the songs, or you could just listen to the whole album. Like, the amount of times that I've listened to, 
Uh, Three Rings by T-Pain, The Carter Three, uh, like Jay-Z's Best Hits, Stevie Wonder's second album. Like, I used to listen to, like, albums top to front. And now that, um, like, I obviously have Spotify and I've just, like, well, I can just listen to the single that I like or, like, the three songs that I like off that album and then I can make a playlist with the other three songs that I like from a different album. Like, I kind of just listen to the same shit all the time. Um, but I've started listening to albums again, which is really good um, because I uh, listen to Jasmine Sullivan's most recent album, which I had no idea. First of all, who didn't let me know that Jasmine Sullivan came out with a new album? Because I'm fucking upset. How did I miss that? It came out like January. It is now April and I've just listened to it. Why did I sound genuinely upset there? But um, Hotels, so good. I think I'm going to do a full album review. I don't know what I'm going to say about it because I just really enjoyed it. Um, hold on. Please please hold for a wine break. Um, what can I play while I have a wine break? <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, that was my wine break. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something I could plan to do. See, that's even another thing where I'm just like, I you know, just need to sit down and actually like plan shit. It's like if I actually sat down and planned shit, I could just make some random fucking sound break. It's like, please hold for a wine break, and it's like elevator music comes on. I don't know, whatever. But that's besides the point. Back to my original point. Wow, I'm so sorry. I'm talking at about a thousand miles an hour right now. Um, Horror Tales by Jasmine Sullivan. Um, I'd like to do a full album review, but I feel like I'd, it'd just be like gushing over the album because it is so good. Um, and this is something I want to talk about like in about three minutes when I'm finished talking about this album. Jasmine Sullivan hasn't made a bad song. I'm convinced. I've listened to most of her albums. I'm sure I've missed, like, uh, singles and, like, just whatever. But she just hits every single time. Like, uh, hold on. Like, Bust Your Windows. When did that come out? Um, I bust your window at your car. That was, like, early 2010s. And she's still hitting nowadays. Um... Yeah, she has, I feel like she's incredibly underrated. Like, um, female R&B artists, I feel like, come and go, kind of. Um, and she's just stayed, in, uh, like, under the radar for sure. But um, her, like, her albums just hit. And this recent one, um, and I'm so depressed that I'm so late to it. I'm literally four months late to it, and I'm absolutely gushing over it, like, I might do just, like, maybe on next week's podcast when I, like, listen to it again. I've listened to it twice, um, top to top to bottom. I just love it. Um, I didn't write any notes on it because I was just, like, in it. I was just, like, ugh. I was in that bitch. Um, but, yeah, her sound is just so good, and it's so consistent all the way through the album. Um, and it's And it's... Um, a really good storytelling album. I definitely get the, like, it's Ho Tales, but Ho as in, like, uh, H-E-A-U-X, like a, a French, Louisiana, New Orleans type of spelling. Um, yeah, and it's so good. Um, it tells such a good story. And I feel it. I feel that shit. Like, I, it, it goes from... And I'll, like, delve deeper into it, but it's just, like, it goes from bad bitch to, like, oh, I need the money to, like, oh, I kind of need this man. Like, it, it tells a whole story, and it's it's really good. Um, pick Up Your Feelings. Shoo. That is such a good song. And that's, that's the song that got me into it because it was on, um, what was it on? It was, like, R&B You Should Be Listening To. Like, one of those Spotify playlists is like, this is what's hot right now. I was like, oh, Jasmine Sullivan came out with a new song. Not a new song. Been out for ages. And then I listened to it, and I'm like, why didn't I listen to this earlier? I originally skipped it. And then I came back to it, and I'm like, Jasmine Sullivan has not let me down yet. 
why did I skip this? And I listened to it, and then I listened to the whole album, and I was like, wow. Just imagine if I didn't go back to uh, that one song on a playlist. So, um, yeah, really good album. Um, And it has Ari Lennox on it, who is just phenomenal. It has Anderson Pack on it, and Anderson Pack just shows um, every single chance he gets that he's one of the most uh, talented and versatile artists in the music industry today. Um, his feature on price tags, go listen to it. It is just one of the most... It's such a fun verse, um, and I feel like he just shows off. He goes full... That's like Malibu... Um, what's his first mixtape? Is it Venice? I think it's Venice, like his first album. Hold on. Anderson Pack. Welcome to uh, Guy on a Computer Podcast. Um, Venice. It is Venice. Um, that's like early, early um, Anderson Pack vibes, like Venice Malibu type, um, which I really enjoyed. He's just so versatile, man. You listen to Price Tags. And then you listen to Silk Sonic and you're like, they are two different artists. But the same, somehow. Um, And it also has her on it. Um, And her is just phenomenal. She's such a great singer. Um, And yeah, it blends really well with uh, Jasmine's concept and just her voice. And yeah, listen to it. There's a lot of like, not interludes, they're like uh, stories. I think she calls it. Hold on, let me look. I should be more prepared, but, you know, it is quarter to three at the moment, so you're going to have to forgive me. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, here we go. Here we go. We're on, boys. Uh, tales. They're tales. Um, so, like, it starts with an intro and then it goes to Tales. Ari Lennox has a tale. Rashida, I think it's Rashida Jones. Precious has a tale. I don't know who Precious is. But basically, a lot of shit going on. I'll do a full review probably next week. Um, so that's always something to look forward to. Maybe not for you, but for me. Because I uh, I don't know if you could tell, love talking about music. Um, so yeah, that was a really good album. Listen to it. Um, I, I would... Love for you to do that. And speaking of someone who has never um, stepped a foot wrong, well, in a music sense, maybe not in a uh, in a life societal sense, Do- has Doja Cat ever made a bad song? That's my question. Because um, literally she came out with a new song with Scissor called Kiss Me More, and it's just like heat. Heat. Scissor, amazing. Phenomenal. But it, it, like, got me thinking. I listened to, I think it's called Hot Pink. Is that, again, again, I bring up these albums and I'm just like, (laughs) do I know what it's actually called? Hot Pink, Doja Cat. Amazing. Um, That shit does not have a skip. I literally could listen to that album top to bottom every single time and be like, yeah, these are all good songs. And there are, like, quite a few albums that recently come out. I feel like it's female R&B artists at the moment that are just, like, putting out absolute heat. Um, Hot Pink uh, by Doja Cat, no skips. Over It, Summer Walker, zero skips. Control, I know that came out in 2017. That's actually four years ago now. Um, Who'd have fucking thought? Zero skips. But, like, I was listening to, like... I listened to the song and then I was like, wow, I don't think I've heard a Doja Cat song that I don't like. And I went to Doja Cat's profile and I just pressed play. And I just, for like, and and this just shows how much time I have. I just, for like an hour and a half, I was just like listening to just the discography, whatever, whatever the Spotify gods decided to give me of Doja Cat, it played. Not a bad song. Did not listen to a song where I was just like, ooh, that wasn't good, or ooh, this is so bad, I'm going to skip it. Doja Cat has not made a bad song. Um, and I feel like very few artists 
this is obviously my personal opinion, but there are very few artists who have songs that I like. I don't like or like just have good songs up and down, fucking top to bottom, all across the table. Because, like, hold on, please hold for some wine. <laughs> I'm going to get a proper sound for that, I promise. Um, even my favourite artist of all time, Justin Timberlake, has some absolute misses, especially on his recent album. Mm, hard stuff, not that good a song. Uh, the last the last half of um, Man of the Woods is just not my favourite. Like, I could go without listening to that, and I do. I listen to, you know... Filthy, higher, higher, repeat. Um, but like the last half, the last three songs of that album, I can absolutely do without, and I do. So even my favourite artist of all time has songs that I don't like, but Doja Cat, whose first song I heard was Bitch, I'm like, even Moo. I'm not a cow Oh, what is it? Fucking, I'm not a cat. I'm a cow, bitch. I go moo. Heat. How is that song heat? Um, I keep it juicy, juicy. Keep that on. Hey. Heat. Didn't even know it. Heat. Why don't you say so? Heat. And it, I, I feel like it's because she's such a versatile artist. She's like, she's actually got a like, good singing chops, but she can rap her fucking ass off. Um, Streets, great, probably my favourite Doja Cat song. Is it? Streets is probably my favourite Doja Cat song. Um, like, that's just, like, in, in terms of uh, sonically, really good production, and lyrically, whoo, she's in a bag on that one. Um, Scissor, haven't heard a bad song. Summer Walker, her early stuff, and obviously, like I, I don't think I'm, like I wish I was a diehard, a diehard fan of some of these artists. Like I'm not. It's like when people say they're a Juice World artist, and then they're just like, "Well, have you heard this unreleased thing?" I'm like, "No, I haven't." <laughs> Sorry, I'm of the opinion that if it was unreleased, it probably wasn't released to the normal public. You're just a freak, my guy, and that's cool. That's so fine. Um, but, yeah. Uh, who else? Summer War. Uh, no, what did I say? Doja Cat, Scissor, Black hasn't released a bad song. And even his features. He, in 2020, that man was on every single song that came out. I swear to God, his features were all over the fucking joint. Did not miss. If you have Black on your song, it is a good song. You could have the performance of your life or you could have the worst performance on the track if you got black. That shit hits. Goddamn. Um, yeah. There's just... And actually, this is something I want to... Um, that I've got in my notes is uh, albums that are going to be very hard to top. Um, and I did mention Scissor. And I think Scissor's going to have a very hard time to top control because that is such a good album. And I think I think that's what um, Summer Walker went through. She came out with, oh, again, again, when I reference shit, I should probably know it. I think it's Life on Earth, uh, Summer Walker. Oh, it is Life on Earth. Amazing. Uh, it, it is an EP, but following... Following um, over it, like one of my favorite R&B albums. Um, that's just hard to top. Like Scissor dropped, what did she drop? Good Days, and she dropped Hit Different. But like between, yeah, you've got Love Galore and Broken Clocks and Drew Barrymore, and just like you listen to that album all the way through, and you're like, is she gonna top this? It's like Frank Ocean. Now, people said when he put out Channel Orange, it's like, wow, this is such a good album. But, like, I, not to sound like an absolute fucking wanker, 
But you're just like, Frank Ocean can absolutely grow. And he took four years, but I th- absolutely could see where he was going. Because, like, there are not bad songs, but there are obviously places where he could improve um, from Channel Orange to what we got with Endless to what we got with Blonde, right? Um, Channel Orange was very, 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 very good. Um, but I feel like it was not all over the shop, but you could just tell that it wasn't, ooh, no, that, that take is going to get me absolutely crucified. Um, kind of not... I don't want to say all over the shop because it's not. It is a very well put together project. But you can tell that the cohesiveness of Blonde is more well put together than the cohesiveness of Channel Orange. You can tell he put four years worth of effort into Blonde. That's just facts. That's just facts. It is a beautiful uh, storytelling love album. Blonde is. Um, and hey, Frank, if you're listening, and I know you're not, because I'm just some dude doing a podcast out of his fucking bedroom, put Endless on Spotify, please. Endless is my favorite Frank Ocean album, and it's not on Spotify. I love Blonde. I love Channel Orange, but the fact that Endless is not on Spotify, uh, it hurts my soul. Anyway. I feel like, yeah. Anyway, back to my original point. I feel like Blonde is going to be very hard to top um, in terms of just cultural impact, um, the sound that he created. Like, just imagine coming up with another Godspeed. Like, I could literally name, like, half a dozen songs off that album. It's like, how do you top that? How do you top an album that comes out with Ivy... Pink and White, uh, Godspeed, Nights. Nights is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Solo, Solo Reprise, Andre 3000 goes absolutely nuts on that. Um, yeah, Siege Freed, White Ferrari, uh, Godspeed. Like, good God, how do you top that, bro? Uh, and I talked about it with Harry on the podcast that we did. It's like, he just might retire. Um, obviously the tragic death of his brother might play a part, but you're just like, where does he go from there? And if he, and if he tops this shit, bruh, I will be so, I'll be A, so impressed and probably crying because that shit will hit me in my goddamn feelings. Um, hold on, please, wine break. Wow, you guys are so kind. Thank you for applauding every time I um, <laughs> have some wine and need to pour some wine. Um, another example, I feel like um, Black after Free Black, like that album is probably, uh, I'm going to say top four. No, I'm going to say top three albums of my entire lifetime so far. It quite literally inspired the tattoo on my wrist, which is probably the corniest tattoo that I've ever, like, I've ever seen. And people are just like, oh, you got a cursed tattoo on my wrist. But it's just like, that song helped me get through some shit. Free? Free by Black? Helped me through some shit. Um, but yeah, like, him following up that album with, what do you follow it up with? East Atlanta Love Letter, great album. One of, like, probably top 15 albums that I've listened to. Um, but, like, that's the thing. When he creates such a classic album, it's so hard to follow it up with. And I'm going to branch out to, not branch out, like tangent to another album, which I've talked endlessly about, Trap Soul, bro. How do you follow up Trap Soul? Trap Soul was followed up by uh, True to Self, which was a good album. I think that album is overhated because it wasn't Trap Soul. 
But like, and I said it in literally the first episode of this podcast, and I reckon I've said it every single podcast since. <laughs> Trap Soul was so good that it created its own lane. It created its own sub-genre of R&B. And rap. That's how good it was. You listen to Right My Wrongs and 502 come up in the same fucking album. You're like, what is this shit? It is Trap Soul. So, yeah. that It's going to be interesting to see how some of these artists follow up with uh, their next album following the album that they've had. Because uh, Bryson Tiller struggled. I'm not going to say black struggled because, like, I'm just biased. I, I genuinely love both of those albums. And uh, Six Piece... Six piece fucking whoopty. Bitch, I must add some movie. Uh, six piece hot EP. I was about to call it Hot Wings. I was like, I don't think there are wings in that shit. Yeah, um, like the fucking Lucy's that it came out with. No, my rights. Absolute heat. Black. Goddamn. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Frank Ocean and Scissor follow up their like full projects with another full project because like if scissor comes out with anything better than control good god i genuinely might be floating in my room for the rest of time um same with frank ocean like sheesh if, if he comes out with something better than endless god damn but yeah that that's my entire music tirade i reckon i've spent about 25 minutes on music which is this podcast just going to devolve into drunk music takes? Because honestly, I'd love it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I do. And I know you can tell, but I love talking about music. Um, all right. Let's do some quick hits. Fuck it. I don't have a sting for it. But, uh, or, you know, a sound. We call it stings in the biz. I don't know. That's what we call it on the last call. I, I think it's a sting. But, yeah, basically just some shit that I've written down that I want to talk about. Um, oh, kind of related to music. Um, so, <laughs> something that I've just, like, not rediscovered, but it's just, like, buried on one of my... I reckon I have about 30 playlists on my phone that's just, like, different shit. And one of my playlists is called... Um, what is it called? I'm going to get it right. Songs where people yell at each other, which is honestly my favorite genre of music. Like where people just like duet or fucking just like, they're literally just yelling at each other. Um, no air. Jordan's past Chris Brown. Just yelling at each other. Um, One Sweet Day, Boys to Men, Mariah Carey. At the end, yelling at each other. Almost is never enough. Those motherfuckers, Ariana Grande and Nathan Sykes, they're just yelling at each other. Um, but one song I rediscovered off of this playlist is Back to Sleep, um, the remix with Usher, Chris Brown, and Zayn. And the most impressive thing about this song is that Zayn held his own against R&B's very finest. Usher is probably top... I'm going to say top three new school, not new school, but like top three R&B artists this entire century. It's him, it's Chris Brown, and it's R. Kelly was 90s. And I know we've cancelled R. Kelly, but like you cannot remove the impact that he had on music. The Ignition remix is probably... If it wasn't for the fact that, you know, he was absolutely cancelled out the fucking floor and I am very for cancelling R. Kelly. If it wasn't for the fact that he was cancelled through the fucking floor to the gates of hell, that shit would be bumping the club every week. Um, So it's Chris Brown, it's Usher, and it's probably... Ooh... I'm not going to say Miguel, but I might say Miguel. Ah, 
No, I'm going to say Miguel. Anyway, that's a conversation for another day. Zayn is on a song with the top two R&B artists of this entire century, and that man holds his own. I reckon he has probably the second best verse on the song. Um, I gotta say, Usher has the weakest verse. He, it's just weird. It's not okay. It's not weird. It's just like a lot of moaning in the background that I'm not about. It's like I'm on the way. I'm on the way to work, listening to this song, and all I hear is Usher just like crooning about you know taking that kitty to Pound Town. And all you hear girls in the background be like, oh, I'm like, yo, I've accidentally made eye contact with fucking a Jai from Frankston. And now he's about to beat me up because he knows that I'm fucking listening to this song. Um, Chris Brown has actually quite an introspective uh, verse on the song talking about his, you know, ex-partner, Karuchi. Um, but Zayn holds his own. Zayn, I, I need more shit from Zayn. Um, and if, actually, does he have a recent album? Because if he does, I'm going to be pissed. Um, Zane, what are you up to, mate? To begin again, Ingrid McKellison, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Oh my God. He dropped an album this year. Oh my God. All right. There's a Zane album review coming up soon. Because apparently he'd fucking dropped one and I had no idea. Um, but yeah, that was wild to me where you just like, um, like obviously Zayn is very famous from One Direction, um, and the singles that he came out with, um, after he left, Pillow Talk, Absolute Heater, what else did he come, what was the other song that he came out with? Um, Mind of Mine was actually a really good album, um, yeah, Pillow Talk, It's You was really good, um, Wrong with Kalani was also really good. I didn't mind Lucas Aid. She Don't Love Me was actually really good. Um, I didn't like the... <laughs> which which is really pedantic throughout the album, but the random capitalization of letters, that was dumb. Um, but yeah, that was just interesting to listen to. Um, just like a guy, not a, just a guy, but like, um, Zayn holding his own against two titans of R&B and just like a mainstay. Like, Usher has been big since the 90s. Chris Brown has been absolutely huge since, like, 2005. That man was 16 when his first album came out, and that is his best album to date. Chris, Chris Brown's first album, best album. At me, at Jamal DJ, fuck you. That's his best album. <laughs> um, all right, what else we got on here? Quick hits. Paul Pierce was fired by ESPN because he uh, was on Instagram Live with some hookers. Um, on one half, I'm with ESPN on this one. On the other half, in what world is being with just like, I, I don't know what the uh, situation in America is with uh, in terms of like COVID and shit. But, like, the world is so, I feel like in 2021, we are so open to sexuality and, like, there was a big spike in uh, OnlyFans during COVID, like, girls trying to make money. I'm like, yes, bitch, go the fuck off. Like, you make that money. Um, And, like, we are so cool with spruiking sexuality as a product. Like, even ESPN, and I saw this take on, I think it was YouTube, and we're just like, ESPN is so fine with spruiking and, like, promoting songs with rappers who are, like, singing about, you know, regular rapper shit, like, you know, making money and fucking these bitches and, you know, hookers and whatever. But, like, as soon as my man, not my man, I actually do not like Paul Pierce. Um, just for the, he's a great basketball player, but I just don't like him as a player because he, uh, I don't know why. I just, I was I was more of a Lakers guy. I'm a Thunder fan, but I was more as a Lake. 
like that period, I was pro Kobe. Um, and he, you know, quite literally shit the bed. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where we, as a, as a society, we've kind of just like, just got our shit fucked up. And you're like, yeah, cool. I get ESPN is like a private company who can do whatever the fuck they want with their employees. You're just like, ah. The sh- sometimes the shit that they promote versus what Paul Pierce has got going on, not that different. Not that different. Um, speaking of basketball, um, we're jumping into some WNBA um, and my new favourite, one of my favourite people on the planet right now, Paige Buck- Buc- Buckers. Yeah, you forgive me. Um, absolute elite talent. Um, in college basketball at the moment. Um, the, the the disparity between NBA and WNBA is astounding to me because basically the NCAA used to have... Um, or, like, no, the NBA used to have, like, a one-and-done rule. Basically, you could do one year of college and then you could go to the NBA. But if you are part of the uh, women's uh, NCAA... You have to do four years of college before you can get to the NBA. Like, there is a 22-age limit on the WNBA. And it's I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Because, um, yeah, like, ESPN always promote um, women's basketball, which is, like, fine. It's sick. Like, cause Paige Buck is, is a great basketball player. And they're like, oh, yeah, but they can't fucking dunk. Like some dude who's like five foot five, three hundred pounds, sitting in his fucking basement, be like, "Yeah, but these girls can't fucking dunk." The men's game's way better. Yeah, the men's game's way better because I feel like there is um, an inherent cap on women's, just women, in again in society. But there is an inherent cap, and it's not even it. Like, it, it genuinely might be. But I think it's, like, an inherent thing where we just place a cap. Men always have to be better than women. Um, and it's not always, um, like, o- obviously all around the world. But just in Western society, I feel like there is an absolute need by the people who run whatever the fuck is going on, whatever... Um, faction, let's say, that's going on. Like, let's take basketball, for example, because it's what I'm talking about. Um, Women have uh, four years of college they have to do before they can go professional, whereas men can go one and done and then do whatever the fuck they want. LeBron James came straight out of high school and made millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Paige Buckers is going to come out of high school and make, what, thousands? She'll probably make a million by the end of her career. LeBron James is making $37 million this year. This man is 36 years old, and I get that he's the best player. And, and like, this is a take that I've had on my other podcast, The Last Call Podcast. But, like, he's the best player that's ever played the game, and he's making $37 million at the ripe age of 36. Sue Bird who has pretty much the same accolades as LeBron James is making $200,000 this year. Like, in comparison to the regular person, $200,000 is a lot. But she's basically in the same league as LeBron James, and she's making, I don't even want to do the math, a so much more less. No, that's such bad English. So much less than LeBron James. Um, and I get that it's about like, oh, you know, the men's league makes so much more money. But it, like, a women's league could be making so much money, more money. But it's just not because of, like, the inherent, uh, I'm not going to say misogyny, but just like, people are less open to, you know, boosting women up, I guess. I don't know. 
That's just my rant on women's basketball. Um, so uh, with that being said, free page. Free my girl. Free page. Um, fuck, we're at 55 minutes. What else do I want to talk about? Uh, oh, actually, the last thing I want to talk about, and please hold for a wine break. <laughs> I'm now out of wine. So this is absolutely the last take that I'll have. Um, But it kind of stems on from, and this is completely removed from the basketball take that I just had. Um, But it's just about my life. And he's just like, well, people are so insistent. Oh, this is such a miserable take, but their life means so much. One thing that I've realized in the past couple of weeks is that my life is absolutely not zero stakes, but it is such low stakes, right? Um, I basically moved back to home. I pay not minimal bills. Like, I pay bills. I don't pay rent. Um, I work and I don't study at the moment. Like, obviously, some people have got more going on, but it's just, like, where we're at at the moment, and I feel like it's more, not important, but, like, um, I had a staff meeting with uh, the dance teachers the other day, and, like, some of them have kids, and he's just like, life is so much more low stakes when you don't have kids. Like, people, and this is not to disparage other people who um, obviously have different situations going on, but you're just like, I'm 23, I'm single, I have little to zero responsibility. Like, in what world is my life high stakes? Like, I'm not looking after a kid. I'm not even looking after a cat. Rest in peace, Ellie. Shout out. Shout out to my home girl, Ellie. Um, you know, if you've listened for the podcast a long time, she died a couple months ago. But, like, we should just be, like, living, right? And trying to, like, uh, impact the world in a positive manner, right? People are just so negative, Sometimes, and they're just like, oh, my life, you know, I need to do this, and I need to do this, otherwise I'm a failure. It's like, at the end of the day, what does it mean? We are dead set buried in the same fucking ground, my guy. And that's such, like, a nothing take. Um, And, like, it quite literally means nothing, this take. But I'm just like, some people take their life so seriously and like at the end of the day it is okay we all like we all make mistakes every day we all do good things every day um some days are worse than others and that's just that's just something that happens and that's something that i feel like i've got really good with is that i'm kind of with myself it's like, if I fuck up, I'm like, yeah, I fucked up. All right, on to the next one. If I did something really good, okay, I did really good. I'm going to revel in it for a bit, but on to the next one. Like, at the end of the day, until uh, something meaningful in my life happens, everything is very low stakes. Um, and with that being said, we are pushing an hour, so thank you so much for listening to the Last Call Podcast. No, Last Call Podcast, Jesus Christ. I'm tired and I've had too much to drink. Thank you for listening to the For All Hours podcast. My name's Min Jamal. Um, and expect a podcast during the week um, with the boy, Lockie Geary. I hope. Otherwise, I'm just some dude uh, saying that I have a guest on for the podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening and I will see you during the week. <laughs>